Are you happy in your business? Now, I have had my share of emotional ups and downs in my 20 years of being a solo entrepreneur coach. And the patterns I've seen in myself and in my clients is that those downs are usually when I was personally feeling unfulfilled. Sometimes it was because a launch that flopped and sometimes it was just life and had nothing to do with business. But those ups, oh boy, those are the times when I was feeling my most authentic and completely aligned to my purpose or when I just felt like I was rocking that work-life balance. I would be thinking, I could do this all day long and never feel tired. One of my loves is sharing what works for me and what has been working for my clients to achieve this very feeling, full of passion, happiness, peace, and freedom. So I decided to create a private podcast for coaches. Maybe you just want to develop better communication skills that boosts engagement, leads to better results, and makes you feel like you're actually making a difference in the lives of the people you serve. Then you're invited too. We talk about this and more in the UBU private podcast for coaches. Whether you're a mentor, a parent, or run a client-focused business, coaching skills benefit everyone and anyone who wants to communicate in a way that builds relationships. Fall in love with your life and business again. Click the link in the show notes for your invitation to join us right now. Then come back and enjoy this episode. Hey, Difference Maker. We've been talking about the things you need to know about your client's personality so that you can connect with them better, whether you're a coach, an educator, or a creative service provider. So far, we have covered the Enneagram types one and two. Now, even if you believe that type one or type two information isn't relevant to you or your business, be sure to listen to them because I do reference other types all throughout the episodes and how they can behave like the type one or the type two, because they could be pseudotypes. Now, today I'm going to talk about the Enneagram type three, the nature, the nurture, and the acknowledgement languages. And if you're wondering what the heck are acknowledgement languages, go check out my book at powercoachgen.com for a deeper dive into each Enneagram type. Now, if you have a client that you think might be an Enneagram type three, or you would like to attract type threes with your marketing, let's go ahead and get started. It's time to stop comparing yourself to others and plug in to what is uniquely you. Welcome to Unbox Your Personality, the podcast for coaches, creatives, and educators like you who understand that your happiness makes you more effective at what you do, bringing out the best in others. I'm Jim P. Higgins, personality strategist and Enneagram fluff remover. Get laser focused on who you are and who you aren't, so you're free to make the impact you were born to make. And have fun doing it. Your personality is your business, so let's get down to business. Here's another reminder that just because your client is behaving like a type three, does not mean that they are actually a type three. If you haven't listened to type one's episode, that is number 13 of season three. Make sure you go back and listen to that one for more context of why this is so important and you really need to be aware of that. 
Now, I told you in the last episode that as a service-based provider, in your coaching, in your courses, or even in your freelance work, your job is to ask questions. The better you can do that, the more you're going to understand your client and the more effective you're going to be at your job. Because the more you understand your client, the easier it's going to be to ghostwrite their book. The faster it's going to be to create a sales page for them or help them pick out a logo, the better your communication is going to be. And that way you can be more productive. No one's taking anything personally. No one's wasting time or resources. And the more likely they're going to hire you again because, hey, you get them. And that makes you likable. So you've got to learn to ask questions, but not just any questions. You need to ask questions that make them feel heard and seen and known. Questions that can demonstrate your authority, but without sounding like you're bragging, because sometimes that could be a turnoff. And of course, this is going to vary depending on your client's Enneagram type. But if you don't know for sure which type they are, I've got a whole list of questions to get you started that's going to help you build that rapport and help your client make progress and even help you narrow down which type that they might actually be. I'll be sharing more information about that real soon. Now, let's talk about the Enneagram Type 3. Now, remember, Enneagram types are based on motivations and not behaviors. And just like I did for Type 1s and Type 2s, I'm going to break this down into two categories of their surface motivations and their core motivations. The surface motivations of the Type 3 is to win or to achieve or to accomplish they want to see their names on the leaderboards. They want to see them in the rankings as close to number one as possible. They love competition. And sometimes they can overdo it or be a little overbearing about it because winning is just a part of who they are. If they're not winning, they're dying. If they do not believe that they can be successful at something, they might not even start. Or they might start and then quit with an honorable excuse. It might be an honorable excuse that they made up, but at least it still casts them in a good light. Or they might even take a shortcut that is going to guarantee a win. They are definitely in it to win it and sometimes ruthless about the ends justifies the means. This is why they've earned that label of achiever because they are the picture of success. But remember, these are surface motivations. Any type can be motivated to reach the goals that they set. And just because you're successful does not mean that you're a type three. And likewise, just because you're a type three does not mean that you're always successful. It's simply a fixation of the type three to set goals and always be striving for something. Now, for other types that are motivated to reach goals, it just depends on what the goals are. Like for the type four, it might be aesthetics for example, or the type seven is definitely going to be fun, right? And for the type eight, the goal might be control or the goal might be power. But for the goal of the type three, it's just to hit a target. And it could be any target and lots of targets. And strategy and relevancy are not necessary. Those things are optional. Threes just like the win. But even so, these are all surface motivations because the type three it's not just the win, they're driven by how success makes them feel, especially in the eyes of other people. This is why they make such great influencers when they are feeling confident. 
It's like a high and it keeps them going whenever they're getting feedback from their followers because then they feel admired. And that is their core motivation, to be admired. And their core fear is appearing like a fake or appearing like an imposter. Now, if you're suffering from imposter syndrome, that doesn't make you an automatic type three. (laughs) But when you take the combination between these surface motivations I'm talking about and these core motivations, that's what leads to the typical behaviors of a type three, that a lot of times they become workaholics, they're burning candles at both ends, they're so busy, busy, busy. And a lot of times they put success before their relationships. Like an example of this is when you've got a type three mom that's working so hard to show her kids that they too can be their own boss and and they too can have financial freedom. But in the process, they're not there for recitals or they're not there for softball games or sometimes they get neglected because of a launch or whatnot. Or maybe you go to softball games, but there's too much emphasis placed on the winning because losing is embarrassing, right? Or it's shameful. Now, sometimes this can feel insensitive and selfish, but that is not the intention of the type three. It's just a natural hardwiring, a default response to their environment, and they don't always recognize when they are doing it. The nine acknowledgement languages helps you recognize this in your client so that you can see their blind spots and then not necessarily call them out on their blind spots because sometimes that can be rude, but It can guide you in which questions you should ask to validate them and empower them to get these aha moments so they can figure out for themselves, what is my next best action that's going to give me balance in this overall sense of achievement? So as a coach, you've got to give them that safe place. You need to give them a safe place to be able to talk about their fears of failure or of not measuring up and help them reframe that authenticity and vulnerability is more admirable in other people's perspectives than just the medals or just the certificates. So now let's talk about the nurtured type three. This is when your client behaves like a type three, but isn't actually a type three. Now, as a business owner, you probably relate to a lot of the type three traits, particularly with the fear of failure. (laughs) It doesn't necessarily mean, again, that you are a true type three, you could be a nurture type three. So let's look at the Enneagram symbol. Any type that is connected to the type three on the Enneagram symbol will naturally resonate with some of the behaviors that are typically associated with the type three, like their wings or their stress number, security number. So for example, the two wing three is gonna have the ambition of the type three, but with the kindness and the selflessness of a type two. Or a type four with a wing three is going to have that competitive drive, the tenacity of the type three, but is more likely to be willing to show off the bad and the ugly and not just the good. A type nine in a secure moment or when they're integrating will get into this type three groove and you'll see them start checking things off of their list. And then type sixes. In a stressful moment, they get caught up in that fear of failure and it makes them overthink their circumstances. And often this looks more like fear of success for type sixes because typically they're not really afraid to fail. Remember, they're the worst case scenario types. And so they're already prepared for failure, but they're not always prepared for success. And so 
that can be fearful. As far as mistyping goes, a lot of times type sevens, eights, and threes get mixed up because all three of them are fast-paced. They're the fastest and most aggressive paced types on the Enneagram, but what they're in a hurry to look for is different. So like a type seven is looking for experience first, and a type eight is looking for control or power first, and a type three is looking for recognition. Other ways that nurture type threes might develop these behaviors is they were influenced by someone with similar behaviors and developed a style or habits. Now, I believe that the American dream really perpetuates these behaviors of the nurtured type threes. Like you just think about slogans that are out there like just do it or um, people who are promoting get rich quick schemes and even gamification really speaks to that competitive nature of the type three. But unfortunately, it could also be a trauma response. Maybe your client was told that they were a loser or they received this message that people only like you when you pretend to be someone else, when you pretend to be someone smarter, someone prettier, someone more successful. And I want to point out that this is a lie. <laughs> this is a lie for both natural threes and nurtured threes. So if you're saying this to yourself, don't believe it. Type three behaviors can also be nurtured into someone because of a narcissistic personality disorder or a health condition that might create paranoia because paranoia can produce sneaky behaviors that typical unhealthy type threes can have. The difference again is the core motivations and the default stress patterns. This can be really tricky for you as the business owner that is coaching or teaching or on a discovery call because your clients are going to have a goal and they're going to be adopting some of these type three behaviors. So really understanding that if they're a true type three versus a pseudo type three, their growth path is going to be different. And you're going to be way better at empowering your client when you know what their core motivations are. And when it comes to messaging in your business, there are a lot of type three problems that you can solve. So if you know you want to work with type threes, then you can tweak your copy to attract your ideal client. But this is where messaging usually defaults to. So you may not have so much of a problem here with messaging if type threes are who you're trying to attract. Some examples of these might be how to create TikTok videos that stop the scroll or build six-figure business in six months or be the envy of the neighborhood with green thumb landscaping services. I think the nature of business tends to speak to this profile. In fact, you might stand out more if you choose a type that might also be a pseudo type three. Now, if you have any questions about this or you want specific examples on how to handle it for your actual business, join us in the Unbox Your Personality Facebook group. And I'd love to answer your questions. Go ahead and post it there. The link is in the show notes. So the goal of the nine acknowledgement languages is to help you understand what gets your client's attention, what makes them feel like you get them, where their limiting beliefs are and how they're self-sabotaging their own progress because they're stuck inside of their box. Your job is to show them the ladder to put those blinders on, stop seeking outside validation because that's stressful. And what does chronic stress do? It keeps us in our boxes, no matter what type we are. And you can help your clients alleviate that stress by helping them feel understood, helping them feel worthy of just being themselves 
because then they'll be freed up to unbox themselves and unleash their power. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and reviewing the Unbox Your Personality podcast. To learn more about yourself, go to powercoachgen.com. Find out how you are different so you can make your difference.